Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Master May I? A Tale of Worship and Submission, written by Shauna Hunter. Not your everyday love triangle. Alyssa Kay is the it girl in town, living her life as a successful erotica author and BDSM enthusiast. She says yes to life and all it has to offer, never afraid to see what happens next. Darius is the town's playboy sheriff, a lifestyle dominant and confirmed bachelor with a perpetually empty jail at his disposal. He's never short of adventuresome sex partners who want to walk on the wild side. The paths of Alyssa and Darius were bound to cross eventually, but neither would have guessed that the impetus for that meeting would come in the form of a suicide attempt. When the town's resident angry drunk rolls her wheelchair into traffic, Alyssa saves her life, against the woman's will. Fascinated by her anger at being rescued and the woman herself, Alyssa quickly goes into reporter mode, but Darius blocks her at every turn, a state of affairs neither finds themselves minding whatsoever. Darius has been thinking about something more serious, and as she tumbles down a whole new rabbit hole, Alyssa finds herself wondering if she might not be ready for something more meaningful as well. The real question is what sort of relationship, and with whom? Alyssa soon learns that there are different forms of love, the raw, physical, earthly kind, and the deeper, more spiritual type. The one could easily be found with the delightfully obstinate sheriff if she's willing to give up all her other playmates. The other may be hidden deep within the life she saved, if she can break through the walls of rage and regret. Torn between two very powerful, very different lovers and lost in a sea of secrets, Alyssa finds herself pushed to the limit. She thought she knew everything there was to know about kinky sex, but when true feelings enter the picture, she learns that she's only begun to scratch the surface. She's submitted her body and mind to many, but now she must submit the most precious part of herself to the whims of fate. Is she destined for happiness or heartbreak? The answer is buried deep in the secrets of the masters, Will they let her find it before it's too late? And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Master May I? I roll over and click off my alarm seconds before it goes off. Today marks the longest I've spent in one place since I left my job in New York. Apparently the small town life agrees with me. I'm actually happy to wake up early, sun shining through my blinds, birds chirping, and an annoying buzzing sound proudly prevented. I'm alone, a not uncommon circumstance for a single girl pushing forty, but not as common as one might think. I'm a naughty girl, who writes naughty books in a town which, on the surface, appears nice and wholesome, and in reality is anything but. Today is just another day in my new life. I greet it as always with a smile, and the hope that it will be filled with good friends, great sex, and, fingers crossed, some spicy inspiration. I'm known. I'm certainly not your average girl. I don't have your average interests, 
and I don't live in your average town. I'm a proud resident of Brooks Hollow, a quiet town in upstate New York. We have a population so small they don't bother to put it on the town sign. From my house on Main Street, I can walk to the coffee shop, the grocery store, the sex shop, or the library in under ten minutes, and these comprise the four corners of the town. Today, I plan to head up to Master Phil's sex shop. Technically, it's on the highway, but its lot sits right on the town line. Master Phil's is an enigma. Our town is so small, kids have to bus forty minutes down the road for school. Yet we have a thriving adult store. Those very few people that pass through always ask how it survives, and the town's official answer is to parrot Phil Masterson himself. He does a lot of business online. Is that true? Sort of. He does sell his wares over the internet, but Master Phil's is more than just a store. It's a clubhouse and training ground for the Brooks Hollow BDSM community, a community in which yours truly is a proud member. Today, I'm going in to browse. I'm an erotica writer and journalist by trade. Lately, I've found myself with writer's block. Small town life might be peaceful, but there's not much of interest to a journalist. So, having nothing to report on, I've been focused on my novels. The trouble is that I've run out of fresh ideas. Characters and plots are easy, but what can I find to keep my rabid readers tantalized in terms of sex? Surely there will be something new to explore at Master Phil's. There always is. There was a time when waking up early to visit a sex shop would have seemed odd. These days it's positively mundane. It's Thursday the day Phil gets his new orders in, and I always swing by for a peek. First, however, I need to see to my morning routine. My red hair has gotten longer. I've been growing it out since moving here a little over a year ago, and I'm enjoying the full-bodied look. I wear it loose now, brushed out and straight. As I brush, I always take time to admire myself. Like most girls, I'd always thought that by thirty-nine, my body would be pale, sagging, and unappealing, well past my sexual prime. I should be ashamed to expose my skin, if I had only known. My body is as firm and supple as it has ever been. My small breasts are still perky, with their sensitive pink nipples and milky white skin. My butt is still the dream target of more than a few paddle-wielding lovers. And overall... I'm very proud of the way I look. That's why I have no shame in showing off. A judgmental conservative, like my father, might call me the town slut. Dad would be right, and I probably deserve a spanking just for being proud of that fact. I don't wear anything these days that doesn't hug my curves and call attention to my figure. In any other small town, this would probably have made me a pariah. Or the mayor. In Brooks Hollow, it barely turns heads. It's a warm summer day, so I opt for my hot red dress. A companion of mine, since I was a lifestyle columnist. This little number is meant to keep eyes on my body and off my notepad. It's low-cut, matches my hair, and is light enough to wear by itself. I don't bother with lingerie. I never do, except at a certain time of the month, and when I need to tempt a lover to take it off of me. 
As for shoes, I wear my red heels. I know walking in heels is nuts, but I'm a city girl. Besides, they make my butt look even better. Ever since my days traveling the country in search of town fairs and festivals, I've been a get-up-and-go sort. As such, I almost never bother with breakfast. Just a piece of toast and a travel mug of coffee in my purse is all I need before I step out the door. It really is a gorgeous day. A little after ten o'clock and the sun is smiling down on my little house. My lawn is a lush green from the front step to the white picket fence, where it meets the beautifully clean curb and empty street. The mail has arrived, more fan letters, and a few husbands are out cutting grass. One would have to look pretty close to see their collars, or the cuffs holding some of their hands to the mower. Femdom is all the rage. It's not my style, though. I'm a sub. I let my lovers take charge. There's something intoxicating about giving up control, being forced to your knees to service a man, or pulled over the knee of an overbearing woman. It may seem unfair to have someone punish you for being the naughty girl they want, but trust me, subspace is worth it. Most women resent the fact that their man can't make them come without mechanical assistance. For me, an orgasm is subpar. When I'm really flying under the lash of a competent master, it's something almost spiritual. I lose myself entirely in the experience and float away. Just thinking about it makes me want to call one of those subby-hubbies over. They'd come, too. My butt would be as red as my dress, and those poor bastards who answered my call would be in chastity for a month when his wife inevitably caught us. But they'd come. All I'd have to do is give a whistle. It really is tempting on a day like today, but no, not today. I need fresh ideas, and the cuckold angle has been done to death. Instead, I pass them by with a little wave and head down the street. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Master May I. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.